Welcome to the Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to Interview Friday. This time, we're here for part two. I promised you last week, if you listened to last week, we did part one with a good friend, Lisa Marie Platsky. Uh, she's a phenomenal uh, consultant and trainer for companies like Honeywell, Periella, State Farm, and the Department of Homeland Security. You've heard her on the Sharkpreneur Show with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. She's a multiple award-winning uh, trainer. And uh, you know she's been the top 100 women making a difference for her business nonprofit work. She's been awarded from the Small Business Administration as well as the Presidential Call to Service Award from the White House under George Bush. This woman is a phenom and we are going to jump in and continue our conversation from last week. So if you are jumping in fresh, welcome to the show, by the way. I'm your host, Matt Browning. If you have never listened before, make sure you go over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get this show from, uh, and listen to last week's episode. If you listen on the radio, go onto our iTunes account, listen to last week, you get the archive. Uh, it's always free, no paywall. And you're going to get part one of my time with Lisa. And we talk about her story growing up. Um, she talks about how she overcame domestic violence as a young girl. She talks about how she got into a career in law enforcement and then what caused her to get out of it. It was, what a good story. This week, we're going to pick up where we left off and we're going to jump into what she's been doing with this last, uh, all the last years of your life and what you're currently doing, which is leadership training work. You've done leadership curriculum for, uh, for the government, for the Department of Homeland Security and countless other companies. So... Before I keep on going on, Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back on. Woohoo! Thanks so much, Matt. Appreciate you inviting me and having me on again. I, I'm just glad you were able to to sneak away the time for us. So very, very appreciated. And I know everyone listening is going to love the continuation of this conversation. So let's get right back into it, shall we? All right, ready. All right, so where we, where we left off last week, we were talking about your seven pillars of leadership. And, and this is the basis of the leadership training that you've brought into the Department of Homeland Security, other government agencies, and these companies, I'm assuming. Is that right? Yes. It's, so, the seven pillars are something that I bring into my leadership training into the curriculum itself. So this is something, this is really like the base and the heartbeat behind your take on leadership. Now, leadership is a very vague and very broad uh, <laughs> term, right? Like, you know, I do leadership training, but I'm sure that I do things completely uh, different and unique compared to how you would do things. So let's break down. So first off, uh, you mentioned last week, but let's again, do this fresh. Who, who would need to know about the seven pillars of leadership? Is it only for large organizations? Is it useful outside of business as well? Kind of where does it apply for so we can self-qualify ourselves? That's fabulous. So I have brought it into larger organizations and I teach the curriculum at my annual Design Your Destiny live event where there's a mixture of both corporate as well as small businesses. When I'm coaching with solopreneurs, same thing. This is really... If you're a mission-driven executive or entrepreneur, this, these seven pillars will allow you to be able to have a strong foundation so that you can show up as a leader for yourself, for your team, and for your clients. So as a, 
so like as a husband and a father, so I have my, my wife and my son. So this is something I want to look at the seven pillars in my family. Absolutely. I want to look at this in my company and I have, you know, Absolutely. small, we have a couple of employees, mm-hmm. a handful of uh, mm-hmm. independent contractors and a volunteer team. So I want to look at this. So that's what I'm going to be doing. See, uh, I, I'm listening. I, I'm a student. I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to learn right now. <laughs> so I'm, that's, this is where I'm going to be applying it. And then also in, in service in our church and leadership in church. And we would look at that in my faith community as well. So there's three different contexts in life. I want to apply this. So if you're listening right now, what's yours? Think about where you need to apply some leadership skill sets and training in your life. And let's rock and roll. So Lisa, what are, I'll turn it over to you actually. Let's do some teaching time. Um, okay. If you want to go like as an overview, or if you want to jump in, you tell me where to go. Um, but I'd love to connect on the seven pillars and your leadership blueprint. Beautiful. So I will uh, start with the first one and then I'll just give a a little summary around each of them. And then you can ask me some questions. What comes back up? How's that sound? That sounds amazing. All right. Fabulous. So pillar number one is start with a written plan and begin with the end in mind. So they all begin with P's. Um, So plan would be the one for for this. Start with a written plan. Now written means actually writing it out. It does not mean typing it out. It means writing it out because physiologically the act of writing, even if you're someone who doesn't love writing and it's simply jotting down words, nothing formal, there's there's a connection with the brain. If you look at neuroscience to so the actual act of writing, so the, the, the written plan is important, not typed plan. And starting with the end in beginning with the end in mind is really where is it that you you're you're looking to end up and a lot of times people will start with well here's what i want rather than saying here's the outcome that i want here's the result that i want here's the vision that i have and so in this component is mission or your purpose and calling your values how you're wired and also your bigger vision of what it is you want to step into your vision changes your mission purpose and calling never does it, it, that's what you were given a long long time ago and um you may not have realized it or 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 use that language around it um i i look at it as it's, it's your commitments it's your contract uh, with the world and um for me my contract with god and uh and your, your, your values are the things that I even spoke about on our last interview about freedom, fun, and flexibility for me. Those are drivers for me. So those are actually three of your values that show up yes. in the, in the plan. Yes. And, and, and I'm feeling like I'm, I might want to interrupt and ask a couple of questions as we go. Is that okay? Go for it. So, so I'm getting a written plan with pen to paper. That's important. Yep. How do you define the difference? And this is something I'm actually, I'm walking through my family right now. How do you define the difference between like your mission, purpose, calling, and your vision? I think sometimes there's a little bit of confusion around the difference between a mission and a vision. How would you sort of like talk that out? Sure. So vision is the thing that you aspire to do. It's the thing that you're moving towards. It's, um, and like I said, it's ever changing. You know, you you may decide that you are, um, let's, let's use it for, um, an example of a client of mine who, really was interested in working with corporations and had been going down the corporate path and doing corporate culture change and got a very, very, is in the middle of this building out visions to grow her business. It's a really clear awareness that her, her calling, her purpose is actually is around changing cultures and where she's called to be is in prisons. And so she, 
her mission and purpose and calling did not change. It was still culture. Her vision of where she was going to live it out did. And so she opened a nonprofit and has gone into prisons and is now changing cultures in prisons. So her, her, her mission and purpose and calling remain the same. So the mission and purpose and calling is really almost a, a more, I don't want to say this, don't take this the wrong way, but more general, more kind of chunked up. It's, it's a more vague version where it's like, I'm called to transform culture amongst these people. Yes. And the vision will be like, where are you going to do it? Or whom are you going to do it with? Or in what method are you going to do it? Would that still resonate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll give you an example. Like Disney, you know that most people know Disney as an entertainment company. They have parks. And Disney's, Disney's mission statement is four words. To make people happy. That's it. To make people happy. To make people happy. That's the mission. That's their mission. So you said very broad, very vague. To make people happy. Everything that they do in their industry has to make people happy. If it doesn't make people happy, they're not interested in doing it. And their number one, their number one value is not what you would think it is. It's safety because things that are unsafe don't make people happy. Right. Well, and if you don't have safety already met, if if something's unsafe, then happiness doesn't even matter in the first place. That's really, that's solid. That's really, really good. And then values under that. Here's a a fascinating one before we move on. So uh, uh, all my listeners know I'm a big pro wrestling nerd. I love WWE and all the wrestling I've watched since I was a kid. Um, The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, all those people. And if you ask Vince McMahon, who founded the company, it's a billion dollar public company Mm -hmm. now. So they're a pretty big deal in the entertainment business. What's his mission? And it's very similar to Disney. Their mission is to put smiles on people's faces. Yeah, exactly. And you think this is a, they're fake fighting. What are you talking about? Like that can't, you know, it's got to be something different. No, their whole thing is we need to put on this show that people are going to smile and go, that was a great night. You know, I'm glad I came to this night. Um, And what a difference, you know, having a mission versus just saying, here's what I do. That's fascinating. Okay. So that's pillar number one. Pillar number two. Pillar number two is understand your personality, PPP, personality, (laughs) understand your personality. And this is understanding who you're not and who you are, who you're not and who you are. So it's really great to have a plan and your plan gets either hindered or helped by who you are. And it's important to understand that. And, um, if you're looking at your vision to implement your vision, you have got to have a lot of clarity around who you are. I'm someone who is not a detail person at all. I am like, you know, and I'm really clear that I'm also very direct, you know, very direct. And so the things that can get in the way when I look at my own personality are number one, having missing steps. So I need to have people on my team who can fill in the blanks and or have a strong enough personality to push back and come and find the answers from me. So you've been clear that who you are is a detail person, or sorry, who you are is direct, but who you're not is a detail person. That's right. Can you speak a little bit to the, I think the mental condition or the heart condition around being okay with who you're not? Um, I feel like a lot of us, and maybe it's just me, you know, it's, I think it's smart consciously. I know that it's intelligent to go, Hey, I need to know what my strengths are not right. Or what are my weaknesses or my non-strengths or, you know, I think those are two different things, but that's another conversation, but I need to know who I'm not because that's not what I'm built for. 
in our family, we talk a lot about what we're built for and what we're not built for. Um, But I know it's hard sometimes to go, you know what? I'm not built for this or in, in, in faith life. It's like, okay, I'm not built for preacher. I'm not built for like, I don't know if I'm supposed to lead a whole church one day or whatever. Like, I, I don't know that I'm built for that. I think I'm built for this thing. And it can be challenging to wrap your mind around that. Could you, I guess, could you speak to that a little bit? The acceptance part? Sure. So I look at assessments and you, you, in the last interview, I shared a story around how assessments helped me change my life through leadership. And I use assessments today, all sorts of assessments when I'm working with a client and, and myself. And what I look at is in an assessment, and I'll use DISC for an example. So DISC measures four, uh, the four temperaments, personnel, uh, they're called behavioral temperaments, and they are used in many, many, many assessments. I'm simply using DISC as an, assess, as, as an, as an example, but those, the four temperament model has been around for you know, ages and ages. And so DISC measures specifically four temperaments around dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness, the D, the I, the S, and the C. And so for me, my S and my C on that assessment are incredibly low. Like they're, they're, they're like down to my shoes and my D and my I are super high, like in the sky. And so I am more interested in my strengths and being able to play to them. However, I'm also mindful that when I look at the pieces of my personality and my behavior that are going to get in the way, if I look at them, it allows me to better manage how to utilize my strengths so that I can have the best people working for me. And so for me, it's not about a, oh my gosh, this is the thing that I'm not doing. I already have the baseline that everything is conspiring for my greatest good. I'm already perfect in my imperfections. I, I have no desire to get everything right and do it all. And so this gives me some freedom to say, what are the things that I'm going to give to someone else because it isn't in my wheelhouse? And so my perspective is not that it's, a, that it's even an area of development. And my perspective is not that when someone has something that it is something that's broken and needs fixing. It's just something that you go, okay, that's the thing to delegate and hire someone. So I know what area to hire first, rather than hiring in an area where it's something that you'd love to do just because someone else told you that's the thing you shouldn't be doing in your business. That's ridiculous. You should do the things that you're wired to do and someone else should do the things that they're wired to do. And when you do that, you make money. Well, I can feel too the directness coming out right now, which I like a lot. (laughs) It is because like... <laughs> That's one of the patterns I'm getting from you that like, there's always lessons behind the lessons, right? Right. And this one is I think your directness allows you to say, hey, it is what it is. Right. You know, if this is what I'm strong at, that's what I should do more. If this is what I'm weak at, I should delegate to someone else. And that's yes. just the plan. So, guys, if you have trouble um like accepting it, if you have a low acceptance level for yourself and like, oh, this is how I am, but I shouldn't be just suck it up, get over it. And, <laughs> and seriously, realize that if I'm not good at something, that's what I delegate first. That's what I'm taking away from that. Yeah. Let's get on. Um, yeah. 
We yeah, have. and I'll share, I will share with you that my assistant has the opposite and we've been together for 13 years and Matt, she would send to me emails in the very beginning saying, are we okay? Are we okay? Are we okay? And I would say to her, <laughs> we're fine. Because my emails don't say, hi, how was your day? You know, my emails are sometimes the messages in the subject line, do these two things by today, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and she looks at that and, and she's like, wait, you know, one, one of, one of my friends, he's, he's, uh, he runs masterminds and he always has to apologize to people for how they, they might be taking him. He's like, listen, I know my emails are like, Hey, reply back to me and tell me this right now. But what he means is, Hey, hope everything's great. <laughs> well, how are you doing? Yes. You know, this would really yes. help. He's like, I just, he's like, I'm just bad at typing. So I just, I type with my thumb. So I try to use less words. <laughs> So people Fabulous. take it differently. All right, let's uh, okay. let's crank through. I want to make sure that we that we yep. get our seven pillars. We got all. our plan. We got our yep. personality. Yep. Um, tell me, kind of, let's walk through the rest of the pillars here. The create next powerful partnerships. Three is create powerful partnerships, and that is understand how to connect, so you can build a network, so you can leverage it, because you can't leverage a connection unless you've actually deeply built it deeply built that network. And sometimes people try to, to leverage something they don't have. So, and this would go into any area in life, I'm assuming too, like whether Absolutely. you're asking a, a neighbor for a hand with something at the house. Well, if you haven't built a powerful partnership and you haven't built a bridge yet, you're asking for something or right. You're trying to do something yep. too soon for the relationship. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And there's blunders to that and why that doesn't work well for people because, um, you know, so the what, number, so what should we focus on, on the powerful partnerships? If I had like an area of focus around partnerships and people around me, is it about building connection or how would you say what the focus is? It is building connection. It's really learning and understanding what connection is. And I would say that there's two big rules for it. One, operate like a journalist. Journalist knows the who, what, where, when, how, and why. Be someone who asks questions of others rather than talking about yourself in order to connect with others. The who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how of someone else. And the second piece is there's always a 5149 rule in connection, and that's be 51% interested in someone else and 49% on being interesting to others. And that um, oftentimes the, the, the scales tip for people. So be more about other people, understanding how to connect and ask questions. If you don't know how to ask questions, ask who questions, when, what, how, and why questions. <laughs> That's right. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit okay. the fourth pillar. Number four. Fabulous. So number four is live your priority not your priorities, live your priority. Ooh, why singular? Because the word was never designed to be priorities. In the 1990s, if you look at research on the word, for some reasons, people started saying priorities. There, if there is a priority, there can only be one. <sighs> and understanding that there can only ever be what? one means that every single time you say yes to something, you say no to something else. You say yes to being at work, you're saying no to your family. You say yes to your family, you're saying no to your clients. I am dropping, I mean, drop the mic. <laughs> Just drop it. That priorities is a lie. Priority singular is the only version of the word. That changed my life right now. 
Are you kidding me? You can find it in the dictionary. It exists now. It just <laughs> but they the it. They, that's <laughs> funny. And what's interesting, look at the root too. Priority, right? So the same as primary, which means first, which means mm-hmm. one, which mm-hmm. is all versions of that. It's not, <laughs> right? How can you have multiple firsts? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> all right. So singular priority. Right. I heard it said once, um, I'm trying to get this right. If you have more than one priority, you have no priority. Yes. And if you have one priority, you have something. That's right. Yeah, that's, okay, that's fascinating. So pick your priority. Mm-hmm. Pick your one priority. So would this go then to, again, I'm thinking of like, say for a large company, even a large company would say, listen, we don't have priorities. We have one priority. And then we have other things that are important. But there can only be one priority at a time. Is that fair? Absolutely. Statement? Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So no matter how large the company is, no matter how big the family is, no matter what your, how complicated you think your life is, you can only have one priority at a time. Yes. Okay. And so I had, I'll give you an example with this. I had a client who we, we went through this and I said, okay, so if you were to choose, what are they? And put them in order. And she said, growing my business is number one. Number two is my health. And number three are my children. And I said, how does that feel? And she said, it feels tough to say out loud. And I'm clear that the things that I'm doing for my business will grow my family. And that right now, that will benefit my family. And right now, my children need to be number three with where wow. I am in my business. And, and that's not easy to say, oh, but it's, as it's a mom, honest. No. <sighs> Hey, or as a dad, I'll say that because yeah. I've had a season too where I knew when we moved just, you know, across the country a few months ago, I knew that, um, that I had to put the business reconciliation first for a period of time. And if I, cause otherwise I've, and I'll tell you what, in the last few months I've been gone so much and my son's had a tough time with it. I'm looking at this going, Oh, my heart breaks. And I, I want to put you first. But if I do, the business would start falling apart mm-hmm. and we'd be in a whole different place. So I knew temporarily I had to put a new priority. So I'm glad you said that. That makes me feel better. All right, what's number five? Yeah, and Matt, I'll share with you that I don't have children and the same thing. I still have a I still have a husband. I still have a family. And if the the making that choice, you know, is still saying no to my marriage. And that's that's a a con there's there can be consequences to that if there's not conversation around it. So, so just, that's a great distinct, that's a great distinction that it's not just a, Hey, this is how it is. You know, this is, no, this is a conversation and your priorities can change your priority can change not seasonally and even daily potentially. Yes. And even daily and even daily. So like today, you know, today is my health day. I'm, I'm going to make sure I eat right. I'm going to work out. I'm going to the chiropractor. I'm taking care of myself and work can have a backseat for today because today's my day. Yes. I love that. All right. Let's hit, um, Man, this goes so fast. Let's hit number five. <laughs> okay. Number five is create a meaningful and memorable presence. P word presence and presence is actually, there's three areas within presence. And this is your executive presence. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, that executive role comes in the family, in an organization, in a small business, really doesn't matter. And this, this is where gratitude lives, being grateful every single day. And practicing that in, in how you tip and how you give and how you and what you say. Um, this is also where being in fully in the moment, the embodiment of now lives. And then the third element of, of presence is positioning, the art of positioning, the science of positioning, brain science and how certain words are triggered in the brain and how people hear you or don't hear you. All and right. So, and we- 
and we have two minutes for the next two. Ooh, okay. Because here's so, what we're going to say. Make sure. Now, you have all of these in your mm-hmm. influential leadership blueprint, right? I, ha- I even have them all on. They're actually physically listed out on designyourdestinylive.com. And okay. um, I can put that one on there too. Somebody wants it. There's a, there's a, um, a tip sheet. So, yeah. Nice. So, okay. So that's designyourdestinylive.com. You can get that. Um, yes. And if you go over to Upside Thinking, right? Is that where... Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. upsidethinking.com, you can get the, um, Lisa has an influential leadership blueprint, mm-hmm. which talks about the seven pillars of leadership. She also has a great book called turn possibilities into realities. We haven't even talked about that yet, but you can grab Lisa's book as well and find out more. So in the last two minutes we have, let's hit uh, number six and number six. seven. So Lisa, talk about it. <laughs> Beautiful. So six is evaluate your progress. This is where profit comes in. This is where I start looking at the difference between, you know, making an investment and an expense, certain questions to ask. And number seven is... Oh, that's great. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That is really great. So the (laughs) the difference between investment and an expense. Yes. What's what's your one-line definition of the difference? One-line difference has to do with returns. So expenses doesn't have a return necessarily as direct. Correct. Doesn't need a return. An investment should have a return. Correct. All right. I love that. Correct. Uh, And then number seven? Number seven is invest in personal and professional development. So something that you're doing for yourself personally, sometimes something that you're doing for yourself professionally. So every year I look at the things that I'm going to do to grow myself within my business. And every year I look at the things that I'm going to do personally, like go five days to a a monastery and be in silence so that I can, you know, be reflect and that benefits me as a person. Or that would be so loud for me because all I'd hear is the voices in my head. <laughs> I do. That's why I do. Trust <laughs> <me>. I do. <laughs> They're bouncing off the walls. So I love that. So personal and professional development. Yes. So just ask yourself right now. So what are you doing this year or this month or this season for business development and professional? And what are you doing for personal? So this would be true for executives, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. yes. entrepreneurs. And yes. of course, so like for me, I'm, I'm instantly, I'm going, okay, the big business thing, I have my coach this year is a media coach. So it's the person who's getting me trained for more TV, more radio, more big speaking gigs. And I'm focusing on that as my business growth. I'm also focusing on the radio and the podcast show. Uh, and then in life, it's all about our, my faith and family. So we're doing a ton of family growth right now um, inside of faith. And that's what my focus is. I'm not going to be deterred from it. That's my priority and personal and my priority in business. Woohoo! Singular. Sounds okay. fabulous, Matt. What are you working on this year with that? Just curious, kind of as you talk about this, and I know you're a person who eats their own cooking, uh, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> what, what sort of like, you know, because as we grow, uh, and this is going to be the kind of the ending of our, of our time, unfortunately, but as we grow as people, especially as leadership trainers and experts, I find it's easy to like, okay, I've been teaching this stuff that 10 years ago was groundbreaking in my life, but now it's not. It's just something I've learned, I've lived with for so long. What gets you kind of juiced up and excited and like, what, what are you doing for your own personal stuff today that maybe you're teaching what you used to do, but now what are you doing for yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. So two pieces with that for me. And one is my husband retired in June at the end of June. And so that's a change in our dynamic in our relationship. And so my marriage is, is, um, is a is a big focus for me and and doing I have some trips scheduled where um, there's both social service work 
you know, giving back work, social entrepreneurship side of things, as well as the fun side so that I can strengthen that despite all of the travel that I do. And then the second piece is I sit on the board, and I've mentioned this before, of global nonprofit Project Forgive. And Project Forgive is all about advancing forgiveness in the world to alleviate suffering. And so it's something that I, forgiveness work has been for the last 14 years, I've brought it into organizations in my leadership work. I bring it to my clients. And so with myself, I've been doing far greater work on myself within the forgiveness realm, doing family constellations, doing um, you know, work with uh, emotional freedom technique, uh, uh, EFT and tapping, sure. really looking at how do I get to strengthen the, the internal components of who I am as a leader. That's phenomenal. Well, thank you for sharing that with me and, and, and with us. Um, Lisa, it has been an honor again. Thank you for coming back on the show. This was so amazing. Uh, everyone, Lisa Marie Platsky. Again, you can find her at UpsideThinking.com and you can get Lisa's free influential leadership blueprint. And she'll talk about a little more in depth on the seven pillars of leadership we discussed here. Great conversation around that. Phenomenal leadership teaching. You can also find more on that at, she has a live event called designyourdestinylive.com. So check that out as well. Um, Lisa, final question, and we got to get out of here. If you could change anything in your life and your story and your whole history, genuinely, honestly, would you, what would you change or would you leave it all the same? I'd leave it all the same. Lisa Marie Platsky, everyone. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matt.